I'm here today with Eden Curtis. Hi, Eden. How are you? Hey, John. How are you? Thank you for hosting me. No, you're very welcome. Great to have you on the on the podcast. You're kind of uh, e-learning pioneer type person with MyQuest. Is that right? Is that your organization? Yes. Yes, I'm the CEO at uh, MyQuest, myquest.co. And what we do is at MyQuest is really developing new ways to deliver effective digital learning, but actually that uh, deliver results for people. And uh, that creates a high engagement uh, rate, creates a high completion rate, and eventually create a high uh, knowledge retention rate with learners. I'm not the biggest fan of e-learning. You called it digital learning. I'm not the biggest fan, if I'm honest, because I... I don't find it particularly engaging. It feels to me often like I'm just flicking through PowerPoint slides. So I'm. I'm I hear you. Yeah. I'm interested in in being convinced here because that's my experience. You know, I like. I need to talk to people. I need to ask questions. So honestly, it's, it was my experience as well. This is why I founded MyQuest because if you're looking at how people, you can call it e-learning, you can call it digital learning, but basically existing tools today, they're very like, they're creating a very passive learning environment. You know, if you're looking in a real life learning environment, usually we learn from experience, we get feedback from people, the, it's, there is lots of things to explore. The environment is very interactive, and when you go to to the online world, and most tools today today they will mainly focus on knowledge delivery. And actually, John, you know, ten years ago there was a big revolution in the industry that for the first time you could actually uh, deliver knowledge to everyone. Right? Online courses become very popular, and it was like a big. Uh, people thought that it will be like a huge breakthrough in humanity because now knowledge is accessible to everyone. But the thing is that the tools that are access, like creating accessibility for knowledge for people, they're actually still focusing on how to deliver the knowledge, but not how to allow people to retain the knowledge and how to allow people to implement this knowledge. And when I saw this like six years ago, I was really frustrated because I'm an avid learner. I love to explore things. I love to learn new things. And it's amazing to have so much, you know, uh, information online and so many good trainers and coaches that can help you. But what I found to myself is that when I'm trying to consume content, actually after like one, two, three video, I'm getting bored. And like once I leave it, I don't go back. And yeah, and and, you know, if you're looking at the industry, like official number for e-learning will tell you that completion rate is between like six to eight percent actually if you're looking on real numbers that many times like learner completion rate especially not necessarily in corporates but if you're looking on like pure online courses usually the completion rate are like three percent something like this and this is very sad also also i mean these the things like completion rates don't tell you much because you can flick through these things it doesn't mean you're actually engaging with any of the content I, I recently did a, a health and safety one for my work where you had to click through. It's part. Of, I guess it was part of the contract with the insurance company. Yeah, these are the these are the worst. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> they are so bad. I don't know who designed them. It's it's not even as fancy as PowerPoint slides. No, no, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was just like I did a reading kind of blocks of text about things that were ridiculous levels of complexity or astonishingly obvious things it was just soul destroying and the worst the word i thought was kind of the worst thing was 
the, the bit at the end where they test you, you weren't allowed to access the test unless you'd done all the modules up to it. So it didn't matter that maybe I actually have the knowledge already. It didn't, that didn't matter. I, I may already have the knowledge. It wasn't that I had to go through the process. This is ridiculous. And and actually, like, you know, in those kind of training, people complete them and like because companies force people to do it but actually it's very annoying for people and if you're looking at more like soft skill fields like leadership or sales training or employee onboarding or product training if you want to train your customers then you cannot force people to learn you cannot force people to be trained and you need something which will really create high engagement with the learners things like i've just described do exactly the opposite of engagement they just turn you off and you just think this subject is just awful i want nothing to do with it you know it does the opposite of what you would hope it's nothing about learning it's all about going through a process i will tell you a secret don't tell it to anyone but in my last uh, the last company i worked for it was like seven years ago when we got this training like one of the guys did the trial, like went through the <laughs> the entire content and then he did a test for everyone because we just couldn't bear it it was so it was so annoying yeah well don't worry your secret is safe with me you're done yeah. <laughs> i won't tell anyone i promise i mean this these are the examples that come to mind whenever we people talk about e-learning they the scars run deep from these experiences, you know. So what is it about e-learning that makes it so ineffective? When it's done badly, I mean. Yeah, it's a very good question, John. Basically, I think the problem is not with the instructor and the trainer. Like, the, these folks really try to, to create, like, super interactive and super, like, uh, engaging training for people. I think the problem today is mainly with the delivery tools. Because what those tools allow you to do is mainly creating content. Some of the content, you would call it interactive content because you can interact with the content. But you're mainly alone there in front of the content. And learner is really isolated, right? So if the content is super fascinating and actually you might make some progress, but once you actually not engage with the content and you leave the training, first you don't get any kind of feedback for what you've done and then there is nothing no mechanism that really triggers you to go back to the training so when people are taking online training today they are really isolated they don't get any kind of feedback loop they don't get any kind of triggers that get them back to the training and this is why we're seeing such such a low retention rate if you're looking at at a real world environment for example when you're working with a coach then this coach is making sure that you're active and not passive and this coach actually give you feedback for for any kind of activity that you're doing and reinforcing feedback and this coach is accountable for you and the challenge in the online world that no one i say at least until today like no one really managed to give the same experience as one-on-one coaching or one-on-one training in real uh, environment and, and transfer it into the online world. Yeah, it, it's definitely, I mean, you, you hit on loads of points there, which I think are really important. The social aspect, of course, is a huge part of learning. The feedback, um, the triggers are really a really important one as well. I know when I've done e-learning in the past, I can't even find the damn thing again. Never, even if I want to go back to it, I, it's, it's, you've got to go through scouring, searching, all sorts of things. You can't remember even where it was. So, yeah. so never mind actually having a trigger. Only in the last few years, like mobile learning becomes such a big uh, hit because 
people want it to be accessible in their phone, but still not many companies actually provide a white label app, which allow you to trigger people with push notification. And actually this is the most, it's, it's like ridiculous because we have the technology, but most, most learning tools still using all techniques. And because like, if you're talking about triggering, if you know how to create very smart push notification to the learner, not something generic, but based on their progress, based on what they've just done, then you're really able to create a higher attention with people and get them back to the system. And you mentioned a couple of times about knowledge and you said that most e-learning today tends to be restricted to knowledge transfer. Yes. Um, and you said that you're trying to think beyond that and actually looking at not just in retaining knowledge, but also potentially developing skills and habits. Exactly. Yeah. Like basically we want to turn the online environment from a place to just access you the knowledge to a place that actually help you to implement the knowledge a place that help you to uh, develop a new habits in your life uh, actually things that you will do after the training without any effort because once you develop a new habit then it's like integrated in your system and also like a place that's like 30 days 90 days and two years even after the training what you have learned is become part of your system uh, this is the challenge that we are up to at my quest and it, i mean what you're saying there doesn't necessarily feel like it's restricted to digital learning anyway i mean the principles you're talking about sound like a good approach to any kind of learning it is, it is. And actually, we took lots, lots of inspiration from actually what's happening in in-person learning and training to the digital world. The challenge of the digital environment is that many aspects, it's very hard to simulate. Like, how do you give like very good feedback to to like thousands of people right now at scale, right? For what they've just done. How do you make a person to actually take action? How do you uh, stay accountable for, for a person uh, when they take a training when it's online? Now in the, in, in the offline environment, the real, the real world environment, it's much more easier. And these challenges become much more complex uh, when you go uh, digital. Uh, and, I, and these are the challenges that we, we've solved here at MyQuest. You've solved them. That, that's, that's a mighty claim. <laughs> yeah, that's a mighty claim. But uh, listen, we have like 10 times higher completion rate than online courses, and it's getting better. So... Uh, I can say we solve it. Obviously, we always want to. We always want to improve and get better, and we have lots of challenges in front of us. But I think that what allowed us to really create very significant and different results than than existing tool that our first approach was not how can we deliver knowledge. Our first approach was how can we create a behavioral change with learner. How can we create knowledge retention with learners? So this was actually, it's a funny story, but the company was started after I saw a talk on TED about uh, games and how games really engage people. And people are doing gamification today. It's not something, you know, it's something well known. But the, the fact that you're so engaged with the game and why you're not that engaged with learning and why you're not that engaged with other content this was really fascinating me and i started to, to really investigating the entire field and and then like we try to build models around 
what works in the real world and simulate the same models in the digital environment. Wow, so you're inspired by a TED Talk. That's, yeah. that's a great story, actually, because I, I yeah. think a lot of us are inspired by TED Talks and then do absolutely nothing about it. So it's great <laughs> that you launched a company based on yeah. that inspiration. Yes, thank you. And you called it My Quest because I, I know you told me this before we were, we were recording because you saw it as your quest to actually... Well, you, you say it. Why did you call it my quest? I'm a, I'm a person that what drives me in life is like meaning. I want to create the meaningful like things in my life. I want to, to feel meaningful. First, it's my personal quest. And then I think that every person who actually taking a course or a training, I want it to be their quest. We don't call, for example, our programs, the, the programs that instructor build and coaches build within our system, we don't call them courses, we call them quests because I think that we want to create the mindset of people that they are in a quest, that they are like in a quest to achieve like a goal which is significant for them. And it's not just my quest, it's the quest of every one of the participates to use our technology to to achieve a particular goal in their life in their personal life or in their professional life and i think once you once you're creating this reframing in your mind that you're in a quest like for me for example another personal story when i was like 17 years old i decided i'm on a quest of enlightenment this is what i i call i decided uh, maybe i was too influenced from uh, books and video games but Basically, I start reading lots of, you know, materials and lots of uh, philosophy and lots of really deep and interesting stuff. And the fact that I decided that I'm on a quest, it's actually created a frame and a storyline to all the things that I've done. It gave it, it gave it more meaning to the things that I've done. And I want to give this sense of meaningfulness to people who are taking uh, steps toward their personal or professional, go- professional goals. I, I really like that. I think that's and it's quite sort of, I guess, romantic sounding or dramatic sounding. But I, <laughs> I, I really like it. This idea of this Thank personal you. quest. It's, it's. I, f- I find that language inspiring. I, I don't know um, if others do, but I, I certainly do. You said you've solved this problem, your mighty claim. <laughs> do you want to talk us through how you've done that? Because I know you developed a model for that, and maybe we can talk through what that is, and you can give us some examples. Sure, sure. I would love to. So basically, as we said before, we we looked at what works in the real real world environment, and then we started creating similar experience in online environment. So the the first thing that we have done is we started to look what what is the best way to help a person reach a particular goal. If you have any kind of like any kind of resources, right? You have all the resources in the world. So for me, if I would love to to get to a specific goal, I would probably want to have the best coach or the best expert be my personal coach. I want this coach to really keep me active and like give me, you know, give me assignment, give me tasks, creating experiences for me. This is like based on inspirational learning. Once I'm doing those experiences, I want to, I want this coach to actually provide me feedback so I can get better for anything that I'm doing, any kind of thing that I'm doing, right? And then if I'm not taking the next step, if I'm like, like dropping off, if I'm not like really coming like in my best shape, I want this coach to be accountable for me and actually put me back on track. 
right? So this is like the ideal environment to help a person achieve a particular goal. And then at MyQuest, we created a model around this experience. We called it the AFT model. A is action, F is feedback, and T is trigger, which means that every time you want the learner to do something, you don't just want them to sit passive in front of the content. You want them to take an action. This is the A, the AFT model. So for example, in our system, we don't have lessons and we don't have chapters. We have missions. And the instructor, when they're creating a course or a quest, as we call it, they're actually building missions to learners. Oh, that's good. You love all of this, don't you, Idan? You've got quests and missions. That's, you, you, you must have been reading Tolkien or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you've got levels. And actually, people are taking very, you know, talking sounds like fantasy, but people are taking very serious training with the system, like sea uh, uh, level training and sales training and leadership training. But we want to make sure people are active in those training trainings. So first, we're going to give people missions in the training now so the training is built out of missions and level levels and once people are completing those missions they can track their progress they can unlock new levels and the coach or the mentor can create multiple kind of missions some some of the mission they need people need to do it inside the platform some of the mission people to do it in real life and come back and report and some of the mission we actually help people to turn those missions into habit. For example, after doing a mission a few times, then you turn it into a habit, and then you need to check in every day with the habit. And then after 21 days, you actually accomplish the new habits in your life. There is a whole science around habit creation. So the first component of the AFT is the action, and people are very active with what, what uh, in, in the training. If you're on this quest, on this course, let's, let's just use leadership as an example. You, you said a really important point you're you're going for a specific goal. So that's obviously a, a hugely important part of when we when we think about learning is the importance of having that objective, that specific goal to yep. aim at. So first like huge point there. But secondly, you haven't yet put in any knowledge transfer. You're going straight to action. So this is the thing. For every action, there is a knowledge transfer component, right? You can add a video, you can add text, you can add PDF file, but or any kind of like interactive content that you want to give people. But the basic thing is that after you provide the content, you want the learner to do something with the content they just received. You don't just you don't want them just to be passive in front of the content. There is always an action item at the end. And this is a, something which is very profound in, in, in the method that we have developed. Okay, so I'm going to start with this leadership development thing. My one of the first thing I'm going to get is this mission, which is going to be action based. Yep. So in order to complete it, I'm I have the choice of accessing various different bits of knowledge, content. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to be exactly. I'm going to be accessing that, focusing on the action. Exactly. You're focusing on the action, and you have the knowledge to help you with the action. Yeah, I like that because it's making me apply it immediately. It's it's, yeah. it's automatically not theoretical because suddenly if you're saying that I have to go out and, I don't know, lead a meeting or something. You need to prepare for it. I need to prepare for it. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to watch your video or whatever or, or do your activity. But I'm going to be thinking, right, how am I going to apply this? Because otherwise I can't do my mission. I'm not just reading yeah. it as a theoretical, isolated thing. That's right. That's exactly right. Ah, and, I like this. 
And you actually, in a way, you take people into adventure. You know, it's like they 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 need to do stuff. It's uh, you know, today experiential learning is becoming. I think this is the most effective way to deliver results for people because we never remember knowledge. We always remember experiences. Like if this is also what shape our personality, experiences, right? If if you look at your past and history. Usually you will remember what people made you feel. You usually would you will remember experiences that you you had in the past. You won't necessarily remember uh, what you have learned in history lesson on your fourth on your like seventh grade because the we consume so much knowledge uh, in today's world and we we are not able to remember everything. But we always remember experiences and you want to give experiences for people. Of course, yeah. I'm just trying to remember what I learned in history in seventh grade. <laughs> you, sure. I don't remember what I'll I did. I'll come back to you on that one. I'll come back to you on that one, Idan. You know, I, I can't remember what I did like a week ago, but I remember like if if I had an experience, if I actually did something meaningful and it, it invoked something in me, I will remember it for for life it, if it was a really strong uh, feeling. This is what people remember. So you, So you're already making it experiential. As you said, because you're you're calling it a mission. The language is, is as you said, you you mentioned the word adventure. It is adventurous language, but exactly. it's also language that's about action. It's about experience, exactly. quest, mission. So I'm on my mission now, and I'm going to do. I have to do this thing, and I'm I, I'm maybe accessing some content to get there. But I'm 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 thinking about this mission, so I'm applying the whatever content anyway. So what happens yep. then? All right, so you have done your mission, right? Congrats. Now, Thank the you. next component is the feedback. And this is like a very big challenge in online environment. How do you actually provide good feedback for learner in a digital environment? Let's say that you have right now like 200 people taking the training. Each one of them had a different experience. How, do you, how can you actually provide them feedback? So this is something that we really managed to to create a very like smart and effective solution the first thing in order to actually give a person a feedback you need to know what was their experience right because there is no way to give people feedback without knowing the, their experience. And for example, in today, tools like every digital learning tool, they have forum and people can ask a question. But this kind of forums, they are not used to actually uh, provoke uh, emotion from people and actually give them real feedback. Now, what we do at MyQuest is once some, a person is doing a mission, commission the instructor can predefine a question that they want to ask them about their experience for example if you're talking about the leadership training that you've mentioned let's say that your first mission was to do a, a meeting with your team and then really enroll them to the to the goal of the week or something like this okay and then after you're doing this mission the instructor can automatically ask you so how does this meeting go? What did you feel when when you enrolled the entire team, right? And they can really predefine those questions. And now when I get this question, I have two options. I can share this question with the community of learners, with a team. So we, we'll basically build the entire uh, quest learning around teams. Each learner has a team. And then I can share 
this feedback with with my team and then my team can see it and then people from my team or taking the same training can give me feedback now another option that we have for feedback is actually you can have a personal coach for example it might be your manager or it might be a trainer where you can share this feedback with this person with your mentor or with your coach and we created a very like uh, easy to use system where the coach they basically have a feed of all different experiences uh, their trainees shared with them and they can just go through the feed and just answer each one of them and really like slide the slide right each one of the answers and what it creates from the user perspective every person the learner is sorry every action the learner is doing they get a feedback from their team and from their coach so it's keep them motivated this is the f in the aft the feedback component and this is a real person this coach it's a real person or an artificial intelligence or no it's a, it's a real person and and what's really fascinating you know many people will think okay so it's not a scalable solution but actually yeah what that's what i was that's my next question yeah yep uh, you see i we already have been there, and what we managed to develop, we've developed to uh, systems that today with the system, a coach can train 100 people only in a 30 minute a day. This is our stats, wow. uh, and the reason they can do it, usually like one third of the people will share with them a message on a daily basis, like every day, people, and then, so usually a coach will get like 30 messages, it will take them like one minute to answer each person, and the way the platform is built and designed, they can do it real quick, uh, either from their phone or from, from work, from the computer, and actually for the first time, we really managed to create this one-on-one uh, coaching experience but in scale and when we're working with organizations so the organization can actually the for example the team leader can be the coach that actually give feedback for employee or sometimes we many times we work with lots of you know business trainers like leadership trainers and sales trainers who are going into enterprise and now they can keep giving feedback to the trainees even when they are not in the organization and it actually takes them like almost no time and the value that they can, they can provide the organization instead of coming like for three or five times to do in-person session now they can create real ongoing training with the learners and with the employees yeah i mean that, that sounds i mean if you can do a hundred people you as you say you've got about a third of them every day actually being active so really you're your, your person's only dealing with 30. Yep. I mean, that still, that still feels like it's, I mean, if it's within the e-learning application, then that still feels like that's a fairly superficial relationship. And if you're only yeah. spending a minute, it's pretty quick. I don't know how much thought or how effective that kind of level of coaching could be. So it's a good, it's a good question. And we need to remember that usually the feedback that people will share with you are feedback. Obviously, people can just share something random. But most of the things that people share with you are based on a specific activity that you gave them. So, for example, let's say you coach 100 people and all of them had you know, to do the same thing. So usually the coach will start getting kind of very similar uh, you know, experiences from people 
and they already know what to answer people. They already know the process. And one of the things that we actually start creating is AI around it to really like, for example, if a person will ask a question, then I can show him some relevant answers that the coach, you know, uh, showed people before. But what's really important that for the end, for the learner, it actually gives them a feeling that someone is there all the time, either the coach or the other team. And we keep, we keep the online training personal. And this is something super important because today people, people are feeling very isolated in those trainings. And therefore, people, there is such a high drop-off rate from those trainings. Yeah, I guess it, that, just that feeling of having somebody there as well holds you to account. You know, you, you're more likely to do it. Exactly. And, and I tell you something, John, it's actually sometimes some of the people told me that it's even better than having a personal coach like that works with them, like next to them. Because, for example, if I have a personal coach, maybe I'll meet him every week. But now, what am I doing? Like if I had something like after two days, my coach is not, not always available for me. And now they, they, their coach is always available for them. And uh, it's creating like a 24-7 coaching experience, even though from the coach side or the mental side, it doesn't seem like that. So it's really unique. Okay, so we're getting feedback. So we've done our mission. We provide some feedback. Maybe we share it with the community, but we're certainly definitely sharing it with our coach. So we're getting some feedback. We're getting some human interaction. There's a bit of a social element there as well. Um, so what happens next? So we had the action in the AFT. We had action and then F was the feedback and T is the trigger. You want to trigger people back to take the next action. And and we have, first of all, as I mentioned at the, at the beginning of our uh, session, the most effective way to, to trigger people today is via via their phone and via push notification. Like you can, we also send people emails and but but honestly, people are like the f- attached to the phone all the time. Now, once you you are able to utilize the push notification, you have two kind of tra- of triggers. The first trigger you get it for free is is coming from the feedback, right? So every feedback that you got, for example, if your coach wrote you something, or if you got a feedback from your team. Then you get a push notification to your phone. Hey, you got a new message from Coach Dan or something like this. And this always automatically triggers you back to go back to the training. You, you would naturally go back, especially as it's a human who's bothered answering you. Yeah, obviously. Now, now we, we even took it to the next step with some AI that we've developed. And we actually developed, we managed to develop an engine for the trainers, the instructor or the coach. When they build the program, they can predefine push, push notification that will be sent to people based on their progress. For example, if, as I said, everything is mission. So, for example, I completed my, my third mission. So the coach can predefine a push notification that will be sent to a person 24 hours after they completed this mission or two hours after they completed it. And actually, they can write them, now it's more a generic message, which fits 
to the stage that the learner is at, at in the request. So uh, they can write, hey, John, let's say that you're the learner. Hey, John, I've seen that you, yesterday you had the meeting uh, with your team. Congrats on that. Don't forget to come back today to your quest and, and take your next action, which is to, to write up a summary for, for this meeting. And you can actually predefine those messages based on user progress. And you're creating like a very personal trigger system, but in scale. Uh, and this is something which is super, super powerful to get big people back to the, the program. And, and when you take the automatic layer that coaches and trainers can build along of the, all the personal triggers that people get from their team and from their coach, you actually manage to close the cycle of the AFT, action, feedback, and trigger, and then you start seeing energy with learner. People like, they're taking an action, they're getting a feedback, they're getting a trigger to go back and take the next action, and then when they get the inertia, they really start seeing success with the training, and this is the AFT model, the action, feedback, and trigger. Described it in the context of your organization and your software, understandably, because that's how you developed it, and that's where you're working. But I think a lot of this is just as applicable outside of technology and Definitely. this idea of the the 24-hour coach you could just use whatsapp there's various sort of like tools you could do and and i think the triggers key but well actually no i was going to say i think one of the key things you've got here is you're giving people this sort of bite-sized task this relatively small single thing just go and do this here's some information on how to do it but just do this so you're not giving people a whole day's work of workshop where they've got to learn about 20 theories and come away exactly. with a massive long action plan you're basically going here's one thing just do this one thing this is uh, the micro learning yeah exactly but i think that's that's a lot of the power of it is coming from that you've got this specific goal of at the quest level but then this the small thing is just here just do this give take, you some feedback and then trigger them into the next exactly take always the next step always think about like the next step and about the end goal you know, like uh, you have one eye on the end goal and one eye on the, on the next step. And uh, it really works. It really, really works. And actually, you know what's cool, John, that um, if you also look on analytics, now the, now we talked before at the beginning of our meeting about like that completion rate doesn't really show you knowledge retention rate. So this is why we have also developed AFT score, which is like now a, a three... 360 degrees uh, score on how people like doing their quests so how active they are how how much they're engaged with the community and uh, their team this is the f component the feedback how, what is the velocity of their them taking the quest how do they respond with the triggers and now we can actually provide a score for each one of the learners that can really provide real analytics and, and show organization what is the the roi uh, with their uh, trainings that's interesting because you're sort of gamifying it by doing yep. that yep i don't know how do, do they have access to that kind of information what do you call it aft score aft score do they have access to that can they see actually it? it's a it's a, it's a good, uh, this is something we want to add also for the users. We, we're still debating whether user, like, 
obviously the coach understand the concept of AFT, but they will never heard about it. It's something they're not like a professional, uh, you know, L&D uh, experts. But we do want to provide this some kind of like we maybe we will call it activity score for the user or like engagement score for the user to really create like competition between people and and people they can see how well are they doing inside the training. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. We I just started this week actually doing a thing at my work where we, we, we're doing this thing called the Virgin Pulse Challenge where you, in teams, you have to do as much exercise as possible. Yep. And just the very fact that we're doing that means that people are just doing more. People are just walking to see each other rather than using phones or, you know, people are, I'm, I'm walking to the train to a different station and things like that. Exactly. And if I weren't carrying this, stupid thing on my arm i probably think oh, i can't be bothered today i'll just go to the nearest station but it makes you do that but it makes it more interesting and the league table aspect of it those of us that have a more competitive edge are perhaps drawn to that but i was just it was just when you said it then i just thought i i wonder if you've got a lot of people on the same program or the same quest as you'd call it could there be some kind of gamification around those positive engagement type measures Exactly. And actually, you know, when you're looking, now we're going into game theory a bit. Like, I'm always looking at things as game. This is my, my personality type. And if you're looking at games, you have a few type of players. There is one type of player who is explorer, who wants to explore things. So when they explore things in, in the quest, they can unlock new mission, new level. You have the type of player which is more like collaboration. And then people within each team, they can help and support each other. And as far as what you just said, you have type of player which is more the competitive type of uh, person. This is more usually you'll see it more with males, which really wants to, to see on the leaderboard that they are first. They want to see that they like uh, really complete the training fast. They, if they get like a message, listen, like, 30 people from your group already completed level three and i'm on level two so okay i'm really need to do something with this so you can really harness the power of the group to create much more effective uh, learning uh, at scale i'm sure it would work and i think in that group i'd probably describe myself as an explorer i think that nice. would be the would be the approach i would take um, <laughs> but i just noticed how the, my own behavior because i was just literally thinking this morning on the train and as the train pulled into the station that was slightly further away, I thought, oh, I should do this really, shouldn't I? Get up. And I actually <laughs> made myself get up and do it. And, and and the previous day I hadn't. So it was just, it just I was very conscious of that trigger in my head. It was driven by this. Yeah, you know, you'll find lots of learning and development experts. Many of us are like explorers because we are very curious by our nature and we love to explore anything and we love to like you know, get new information. Yeah, so it makes sense. So are there any kind of examples that you can give us? Maybe just talk us through one quick example. Sure, but I'll, I'll just mention the different scenarios and then I'll just go into one of the scenarios. So you can do it for leadership training, you can do it for sales training, you can do it for onboarding training. Like, in, for example, in sales training, you can give your sales rep when you onboard them, you can give them different sales missions and tasks, like how to speak with a customer, uh, what's the right approach, and really like create the all sales training around those kind of missions, provide feedback to the sales uh, people on how they have just done, and then help them to, to create new habits, for example, do the, your follow-up every day. 
or like when you pick up the phone, make sure you're smiling. So there are lots of small tricks that you want to create behavioral change with your sales reps. You can do it with MyQuest. If you're talking about uh, onboarding training, then you got a new employee in the organization and then you can give them like fun tasks uh, to do in the onboarding phase. You can have, now you can have someone from the organization to be their mentor and they can share their experiences with this person and you can actually create a community of like, for example, if you have lots of people that you onboard, you can create a team around all the people that you onboard. Uh, this is for onboarding training. If you're talking about product training, so lots of companies, they have products and they want to train their customer on the product, but they want to still keep the customer engaged and keep like high touch with the customer. So basically, they provide the customer with, with their product. And on top of this, they give them an app. This is, hey, this is our training app. And then their coach is a, is a customer success manager from the organization. Uh, and then they can really create a community of their customer and they can really like engage with their customer and keep their customer happy and create lots of upsells for their customer. So these are the main thing. Just, just go around the triangle, the, the AFT model once, just with a single trade uh, mission for sales. Let, let's say that you're like right now, you're a sales rep and you're doing sales via phone, okay? And there are researchers that show that when you actually, when you pick up the phone and smile, okay? This is a very simple mission, by the way. When you pick up the phone and smile, you actually will get much more, the, the, the person on the other side will actually feel it and you'll get much better results with your sales. Now, one of the mission can be when you pick up the phone, make sure that you smile, right? And then after you're doing this mission, you can do it, for example, for three days. And every day after you're doing the mission, you can share with your sales training what was your experience and how did it affect uh, your uh, your your training you'll get triggered from your coach and from the other sales rep community you can share your experiences also with the other reps uh, about your experiences and they can support each other you'll get automatic messages after you smile for the first day to that will also remind you to come back and smile for the next day it will be super personalized and after honestly after you complete this mission for three days for three days in a row, you will unlock it as a new habit. And then every day you will need to check in it. This is a habit. And then you can move on to your next mission. Now, this is just one mission, which is smiling. I, I, I'm on purpose want to keep it simple because I don't want to go into the science of sales right now. But just very simple uh, example of how you can actually create new behavior for, for your sales rep. Uh, with my quest and with this AFT model. Well, I think that's it's, it's an interesting example because it's again it's such a simple micro behavior, and all you're trying to do is build a habit. So it, it's it's an interesting example actually. As you say, it's quite a simple one, but it's it's um, it's powerful. It's very powerful, and obviously you can teach. You can also give people mission like to learn the pitch, right? You need to learn a new sales pitch if you're onboarding a new salesperson, or learn how to listen to a customer. There are lots of elements with sales, but but basically you want to really create new behavior, behavior uh, for for the employees, and actually creating ROI for your trainings. Well, that's what I found interesting when we first started talking about this, because she was saying using digital tools to create behavioral change and yes as you said at the beginning of this discussion 
they tend to be quite limited to knowledge transfer and that's about it and not even knowledge retention never mind getting into actual habit change or mindset change so that's why i thought this was really interesting and i think your aft model you know the idea of splitting things giving things a specific goal splitting things into very very small things giving the feedback from the trigger it's a really interesting approach and as I said, applicable beyond the digital world, but certainly very applicable there. Thank you for really hosting me in your podcast. It was really a pleasure. And actually, you know, if you want to implement this model, people can also do it. Like they can come to us and we'll be happy to help them with our system. But I will encourage every L&D expert to really think about the model of AFT and try to think, even not with my quest, like really try to think how they can like create new experiences for people, how they can create like a very effective way to provide feedback for people and how they can really create those trigger and accountability for people to make sure they go back to the training. Obviously, we would also be happy to help. So I really think that in today's world, we really need to think on more creative way to really drive results for people and not just drive knowledge delivery for people. And this is our quest here at MyQuest. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. It's been a really interesting conversation. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you.